This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. From Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 608. And Cecil... Merry Christmas. Didn't Joe Manchin give America a gift? <laughs> he gave a gift. What a uh, gift. He's a sweet dude. You gotta love a Democrat who goes on Fox fucking news to announce that he is not gonna support yeah. like a fucking social safety nut infrastructure plan. Fuck that guy. Fuck him forever. Fuck him in a burning tar pit. I fucking hate that guy. That, that guy and, you know, then there's all the wafflers that are back and forth. It's not a bipartisan bill. It's just not. It's going to be it's going to be down party lines. He's got to be the guy to sign it. It's the only thing we right. can pass through is budgetary stuff because they'll filibuster anything, anything else. else. Yep. So you can't even bring things up in the fucking how in the Senate. You can't even start a conversation because the filibuster will filibuster. block it. Yeah. So the only thing you can do is this and he refuses to do it. And you know, this is a guy who has a Maserati He's a he's I a wealthy man. He's a wealthy guy. Yep. He doesn't have to worry about this stuff, but this stuff could really change a lot of people's lives and could open up, you know, I think a lot of people's eyes to the fact that good a good government social safety net can help them. Well, and like I've read so much analysis over the last handful of days and I keep coming back to this important piece. A fucking majority of Democrats that is 51 that has to include the vice president to show up and do tiebreaker yeah, yeah, bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is not enough. And I know that there is, because I've seen it already. I know that there is all these fucking left-wing fucking naysayers who are like, oh, the Democrats, see, they fucking suck and they don't give you anything. They can't get anything done. Look, you need 55. You need 60. We need more of them. We need more voter turnout. We need a higher percentage because we 50 is not enough. You have one fucking dipshit motherfucker in West Virginia who has mad ties to the coal industry for his own millionaire. Like he, he, yeah. he makes his millions in right. the fucking coal industry. Sure. The, the union of coal workers came out this week and asked him to reconsider his stance. He's not going to because he personally makes so much fucking money out of coal. That's, that's just like, I fucking, whatever he says is what he says. Who gives a shit? But that's the fucking truth of it. Yeah. We need more Democrats. The solution is not fucking the Democrats didn't deliver. Yeah. Like, I, if anybody fucking writes in and tells me, I'll fucking kill him outright. It's not true. <laughs> 40, 49 Democrats are on board. It's, it's, Even cinema's on board. Sure. That shows just a, an ignorance of how government works. Right. It's just a very, it's a, what it is, is it's a very limited stance. And it's also, in a lot of ways, a very um, a very privileged stance because if you don't vote Democrat next time, 
what is it going to hurt you? Right. Chances are it's not going to hurt right. you if you're bitching about it now. It can really, really hurt other people. Like there's people out there that are vulnerable communities that can be absolutely devastated if we, you know, I mean, we're talking about some things have a time limit on it that are, you know, climate change for one, it has a time limit on it that really needs to be moved on immediately. Yeah. You know, it, it needed to be moved on the moment Biden took office. Right. But what what's happening is, is, you know, if, if we start, if, if next, you know, in 2022, you, you see a whole new slew of Republicans getting into the Senate and the House, that's an that's an an outright freeze that you'll never you'll never see another bill passed anything passed no yep. no not nothing will get passed, and then when twenty twenty four rolls around they're going to blame the Democrat because he didn't get anything done, and then they're going to refresh with a brand new it'll be Republican a, a Republican yeah, and then you're going to have four more years of a horror, and now we're in now now you're 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 getting close to twenty thirty. Yeah, it's done. It's done. Your 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 life is over at this point. Yeah. Like all like the thing is like fucking this up creates generational problems. Absolutely. It doesn't create problems to get fixed in 2 or 4 years. I mean, there we have eviscerated Roe v. Wade. Yeah. We eviscerated Roe v. Wade because Donald Trump. Yeah. That's that's the only reason. I fucking guarantee that I and and you nobody's ever going to sell me otherwise that if Hillary Clinton, however much you might have hated her, no matter what your fucking feelings on her were, even if she never got a single thing accomplished for you that you want the left to accomplish for you, she would not have installed those fucking right-wing theocrat justices. And you can you can guess that that when so so when she was coming in, it was gonna be, it was a hundred percent gonna be uh replacing Scalia's seat, which would flip the court the other side. Right. It would have been a five-four. Democrat side. And then Ginsburg dies. Right. And it would have been, you know, and, she, and Ginsburg probably would have stepped down beforehand, I, mean, I imagine. Yeah. So the, the, you cannot pretend oh, everything's the same. Everything, nothing, every, fuck you. Fuck that. Fuck that forever. Joe Manchin fucking is t working on and maybe has torpedoed one of the most important pieces of legislation that we have even ever seen show up in our lifetime. I've never seen legislation in my lifetime even approach getting this close to the finish line. That this guy is going to single-handedly torpedo it. The lesson we should take from that is we need more Democrats yeah. so that one guy can't fuck us all over because he's a bullshit Democrat. Yeah, That's the lesson. Any other lesson is the wrong message because if we didn't have to rely on Joe Manchin, we would have this already. Yeah. And then we would have permanent child tax credits. We would have things like, uh, you know, government subsidized childcare. We'd have pre-K for kids. This gives women so many more opportunities, right? This creates economic equality and opportunity for women. We would have all kinds of shit we aren't going to get. We're just not going to get. Caps on the fucking cost of insulin. Like, we're just not going to get it because one guy, the lesson can't be, the Democrats as a group are shit. Yeah. It's, we need more of them yeah, so it. that if you've got one shitty one, yeah. you're not fucking handcuffed yeah. by the motherfucker. Exactly. Makes me nuts, bro. Makes me nuts. Did you see this story today, Tom? The story that uh, Candace Owens was interviewing Trump. No. And while she was interviewing him, he came right out and said, no, you should get the vaccine. Uh, I my administration what? was the one that put it through. We were the ones who did this, and you should be the ones going out and getting the vaccine and get boosted. 
And then she started to push back because she's been anti, pretty anti-vax. Anti-vax, yeah. And he was like, no, that's, you should, no, that's, that's not true. Like he literally like, there's a story. What? Let me, let me call it up. Cause it's, what is happening? I don't even know what's happening it's, anymore. It's amazing. And this is from the New York post, right? So this is, you could tell this yeah, is this slanted is right journalism from the right. And, and she, he says in here, <laughs> I already read a line. See, so I had yeah. to read ahead. Go ahead. I came up with three back. Yeah. I came that's up. That's what he came. But he walked that back on a different show, but he okay. did say that. He's like, I, I came up with three vaccines. Uh, yeah, you sure know what you I thought? Yeah. I thought mRNA. That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> but, but she even comes, she tries to push back too. Cause she's saying, well, more people have been vaccinated this year and we've had more deaths this year than we've ever had before. And you're like, yeah, well, you know, we also didn't get the most of the population vaccinated until, you know, we didn't start pushing up into the fifties until the middle of the year. So to say something like that is stupid, right? It that's is. a, that's a dumb thing to say. Also, and, we didn't have Delta. Right. That's another thing too, that, that big deal. It's a huge deal and a very big deal for people who aren't vaccinated. Right. But he, he came out and said it on Bill O'Reilly too. Basically the people in hospitals are the ones, the ones that are dying are the ones that are unvaccinated. He's been, he's been on this push. Why couldn't he have done that the whole time he no, was in? But Why couldn't he have done that when he was? It's insane God. to me that he's doing that now, but it is, God. but it, it, it's at least good. But what's interesting is, is there's all these pushes now of the, of the right wing crazy train trying to make sense of the the previous president saying these things because to them that's just that's nutty right it's nutty because they are they're all on the hundred percent anti-vax train yep and so there's a really weird and it's just starting to emerge but a bunch of people came out and and like sort of decried what he said so i have no idea what's going to happen well i i have been wondering that and i've been wondering about this for a while that the the maga movement will slip out of Trump's grasp, right? And yeah. this is part of what's what's already kind of happening. The QAnon shit slipped out of Q's grasp, yeah. right? So Q hasn't posted shit in a long time and it doesn't matter anymore. Once the fucking dogs of war have been set loose, yeah. like shit just goes chaotic, man. Yeah. And I think that this fucking MAGA style, ultra right-wing, ultra nationalist, ultra white-wing, yeah, politics has taken on a, like, yeah, would they like a leader or a figurehead like Trump? Sure. But is he ultimately disposable to the cause? Of fucking course he is. Yeah, he was disposable. And what's crazy to me is like how quickly these things devolve, right? So how quickly QAnon devolves because there is nothing there to lead them that suddenly they're just, there's a crazy amounts of infighting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I, I I just see like one of the best things that ever happened was Trump being taken off Twitter. Right. Trump being taken off social media, you know, as bad as the January 6th thing was, that was the catalyst that removed him from all those things. Right. And so, you know, we see this conspiracy stuff pouring out now and there's no real figurehead, no one there to sort of lead them and no one there to take their cues from. And so now yeah. it's just the, all these sort of disparate money grabbers and yeah. crazy people yeah. who are all trying to either cash in or just cash in on fame in some way. When I wonder too, like, because the original, because the whole original movement, whether it was Q or whether it was Trump or a combination of the two, it, it never had a sound foundation. No, no. And because it didn't have a sound foundation, it doesn't matter. Right. So you can remove Q. You can remove sure. Trump. The 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 point is the energy in the system. 
Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, sure. And so the direction, so if the energy in the system is always sort of like, uh, I don't know, bounded by reason, bounded by these sort of principles of non-hypocrisy, bounded by scientific realities. Bounded by a then, fact, a right, singular right. fact. Then they can't, they can't slip past yeah. those edges. Right. But the moment, and you, I fucking, like, I felt it. I knew the fucking world was over. The minute fucking Sean Spicer or whoever the fuck it was was like, blah, 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 alternative yeah, facts. it was the woman and, who said that. It was, yeah, uh, Ke- Kelly it was Kelly Conway? Conway said it. She said, Ugh. you know, alternative facts. And he he had said, they, they had argued back and forth about, well, he's like, you guys have your facts, we have ours. And you're just like- and You're like, no. Holy shit. That's not a, what a fact is. And like- as soon as that energy is no longer bound by reason, yeah, then it it doesn't it has no you can't constrain it anymore. Yeah. But my, it's my hope that just like we're you know you see like little hot spots of disease, yeah. it's my hope it burns itself out because I think if there's enough infighting and enough fighting back and forth, well, and there's a lot of that. Yeah, they won't know yeah. who to believe because now they're not believing each other. Well, right? that, that's true. It could just break in a little faction. And, and they'll, they'll be useless, right? Because then there's going to be several that think Trump is a plant and they right. wouldn't vote for him again. And then there's going to be some that think he's the Messiah and they'll they'll be, but they won't be, they won't be all in lockstep, which yeah. is good because if they're all little tiny groups, then they can be dismissed easier. I'm going to say something crazy and controversial. I want Trump to run in 2024. Yeah. I want that. I do. Yeah. I think... He can't win. I think he cannot motivate the same base he motivated. Yeah. He's a fucking loser now. Yeah. He'll have four years of being a loser. Well, I mean, 800,000 <clears> people died. Yeah. And some of those people might be, I would say a lot of them were his supporters. And then all the infighting that you were just talking yeah. about, those people are all spun off to the side. Yeah. Plus, he galvanizes the left yeah. against him. Yeah. I want that motherfucker to run again. I think he would lose bad. He might. And I think we need yeah. another shot at this. Yeah. We we are burning up the runway, right? The runway leads all the way up to 2022, but not really. It leads up to like kind of kissing the fucking yeah. edge of 2022 yeah. and then election time and all. You know, so yeah. you got, you got, we really got through the summer. If we don't get our shit done through the summer, it doesn't happen. Yeah. And then we're going to lose a bunch of shit in the midterms because of gerrymandering and just oh, yeah. that's the way the polls yeah. show. If they, don't, if they don't pass a voting rights bill or something through there. I know. But, it's all fucked. But how do you get it through? How do you even, I mean, you could start it in the in the House, but they won't even hear it in the Senate. I know. Well, they won't. They, they, I don't know if there's any other. They. I did read something that said that they might make a rule change that would allow them to bring the voting rights bill to the Senate on a, on a majority vote. Wow. Just like uh, budgetary items. Yeah, wow. So, but fuck, man. Like, I don't know if that's going to work. I don't know if like yeah. cinema's going to back that. I don't know well, if Manchin will back what? that filibuster change because those guys are traitors, yeah. man. That's why McConnell this week sure. was like, hey, man, he called Manchin. He said, hey, like, you'd make a better Republican than a Democrat. You'd be welcome over here. Yeah. And he's oh, he already right, is. dude. He already he's is. fucking right. He already is. What are you doing? They say that the Chinese were the first to experiment with electroshock to the testicles. Oh no, not Santa's balls. <laughs> so Cecil, I grabbed a couple of stories this week on purpose because I thought that they were QAnon-related Christmas presents. Something I was thinking of calling 
Christmas. 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 That's so bad. This story comes from Yahoo. Weirdly, from Yahoo Finance. Yeah. I don't know why. Because categorizing things is weird now. Far-right group fantasizes that they've been attacked with anthrax. So, and I'm just going to read part of this at the very end because the end of this article is fucking solid gold. My favorite is the comment from Lindell, which we'll get to later. This is, this is amazing. So there was a, there, there was a uh, great big fucking idiot rally that featured all the people you would think, right? So, so it's yeah. like Eric Trump and Mike Lindell and Michael Flynn. and Yeah. Yeah. Insane, right? These are people, these are big names. In these the, are big mega you know, names. You got, if you could get the pillow guy. That, You're crushing it. That, I mean, like Eric Trump, mm, whatever, but are you the, the pillow guy? Is he like, okay, so let's play a reverse. Let's play a reverse version, Cecil, of the game. Like, you know that game, like, who would you most like to have dinner with? Sure. Who would you least like to have dinner with? The fucking my pillow guy is up there. Yeah, he's really high up really there. Really up there. Really high up there. Like, I would rather eat dinner with a fucking cannibal. <laughs> I'd rather be the dinner. Then hang out with the my pillow guy. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather I'd rather eat dinner. I'd rather eat dinner with like like one of those people that is that they have to like lock up in like solitary confinement because they, <laughs> they bite and fight their inmate <laughs> roommate or whatever. I would rather have dinner yeah. with that person, like Hannibal Lecter. I would rather have dinner with Andrew Zimmern and eat what he's eating and, eat what he, and be forced to eat what he's yeah. eating. Right? She just like bugs yeah. and balls, just sure. bugs and balls. Yeah, yeah. And the other guy there, and the other guy there would be Anthony Bourdain rotting the, <laughs> the table. Would be even better, a better dinner guest. But holy shit! So this is not like a little thing, right? This is like a big name rally, and then you know, it turns out that in 2021, when you gather a bunch of fucking people together, huh. and there are a bunch of fucking right. chanting, yelling, maskless, unvaccinated right. dipshits. Mm-hmm. Disease spreads. Huh, what kind of disease, though, Tom? Well, I fucking almost certainly goddamn COVID disease. You don't think it's anthrax, though? It's almost definitely a million percent not anthrax. <laughs> I don't even think they played any songs by anthrax. Anthrax <laughs> song? I don't even know a song by anthrax. Actually, actually, I do. One song. Oh. There was one song that was popular, but I can't remember what it was. I was actually hoping you wouldn't call me out on that because I don't know a single song by anthrax. There's either. one popular song, but I can't remember what it was. Now. <laughs> I just don't know, Tom. I don't know and I don't care enough to know. You shouldn't know. Yeah. All, all I know about anthrax, the band, is that they are every bit as likely to attack these fucking dipshits as anthrax, the bio They're like headbanging and like smacking Lindell <laughs> in the face with their hair. I uh, love the fucking sense of grandiose self-importance that is present in these numbskulls that they think like, yeah, I got attacked by a bioweapon. Yeah, I'm a bioweapon target. So like your enemies are sophisticated enough to have bioweapons, but none of you died and only a few of you got sick. And so they're unsophisticated they're- <laughs> enough to deliver those bioweapons either en masse. They're incompetent bioweapon deliverers. Well, like, right, they, you, you, it's just, this is delightfully QAnon, right? Because oh. it's it's so batshit. Yeah. And then they were like, yeah, I think they they sent them out of the smoke machines. And, and I think- It was out of the smoke know, machines. They put it in the fog machine or whatever yeah. was what it came out of. But you know, it's one of those things though that we can know. Like, this right. is a thing you can know. Super knowable. You can know. There's spores, man. You can know whether or not there was anthrax somewhere. Right. There's a, there's, a no, there's a way to know that, and there's a way to know whether or not you've been infected yep. with anthrax. There's, there's ways to know that. And if both of those things come back negative, 
You have to concede that you were wrong, right? Or you have to be part of QAnon. Those yeah, are your two. Those options. are your two choices. Because these options. guys all test negative yeah. for anthrax, yeah. but they are still one hundred percent certain yeah. that they were attacked, probably with anthrax. Probably with anthrax. My favorite line, yeah. is from this. I I can't. Oh, I have to. Read it. I know where you're going, man. It's my favorite yep. line. It's it's Lindell. It's at the bottom here. This is my favorite part. Lindell <laughs> emphasized that he did not feel ill following the event. He spoke on the main stage one day, quote, I don't have anything. I'm healthy as a person. And <laughs> <laughs> that is the tr most truthful thing. Mike Lindell, Lindell, whatever Lindell, Lindell has ever said. The fuck analogy is I'm healthy as a I'm person. I'm healthy as a person. <laughs> Either people are not you. <laughs> I'm healthy as a person. How does that analogy even work? It's amazing. My also, like, what a weird thing yeah. to be like, that implies people are healthy in the middle of a global pandemic. It literally makes no sense. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. What a bizarro thing but to say. But it's so great. But it is, but it is one of those <clears throat> things where there's all these people now fighting back and forth about whether or not they were infected by this stuff. And there's nobody there to sort of have a sort of a reality check because reality is fucking gone. No, yeah. You don't so there's no reality check. And so now they just get to tune each other up and tune themselves up to the point where they're just like, they don't know what to do. Right. And so now they're just making things. I mean, they're literally just making things up. I've got to read some quotes from the event organizer, who's just an event organizer, right? So there's like a there's like a guy who plans events. He's got nothing to do with QAnon. Yeah. He's just a guy who has a stage and he plans events. He would plan an event for like the band Anthrax or this, this fucking Looney Tunes this Looney QAnon Tunes thing. So, thing. So it's this guy named Clark. He says, uh, if you go to an NBA game or NFL game, there's going to be fog. People are calling me every day saying, are you part of the Illuminati? And I go, what? <laughs> Clark insisted to the Daily Beast on Wednesday afternoon, there was not anthrax through the fog machines. He noted if there was anthrax, quote, one, I think we'd all be dead, you know? <laughs> I just love this guy. Before noting that the church that hosted the event uses, quote, fog for a lot of different special effects. Clark asked those pushing the anthrax rumors to show the dead bodies or physical evidence of such an attack. And he says, there's no anthrax at the event and we have sniffing dogs. They bring in dogs, a hired security firm to sniff and look for you know, these are well-trained dogs. Look for any potential bioweapons and drugs. <laughs> then, like, Lindell is like ass, and he gets all confused. And at the bottom of the article, Clark again gets quoted. Because now, Clark is getting shit, right? He's this guy who organized it, and then the fucking Q people are, like, attacking him. He says, all I know is that we've done seven events of these so far, and at each event, people have claimed they've been attacked by a bioweapon. This is actually normal for me. He further <laughs> suggested he may ban people like Clemens, who allegedly originated the anthrax claim from future events. Quote, as a general rule, if anyone claims you're Illuminati, I don't know if you invite him back as a speaker, right? <laughs> In addition to tying Clark to alleged anthrax raining down on attendees, Clements claimed the Reawaken America organizer might be involved in child sex trafficking, a claim that echoes a core tenet of the bonkers QAnon conspiracy theory. He says, quote, I'm a father of five. I'm definitely not involved in a sex call, end quote, unless that involves having sex with my wife. I fucking love this guy. This guy is fucking comedy gold. What is so crazy to me is there's, he's just some dude. Yeah. Who's like, yeah, man, um, I 
need, I need, you know, this many chairs. I need to have a PA system and there needs to be a stage. Right. And people are like, no, man, there is anthrax there. And he says, you're crazy. There was no anthrax. And then they, and then they, you're Illuminati. You're part of the (laughs) Illuminati and part of a sex cult. These people are absolutely unhinged. They are. And they'll turn on anyone. They turn on them. They're fucking Ouroboros, man. They're just, nom, 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 eating my own tail. (laughs) It's crazy. And this story, this other story about, I saw this kind of all over. This is now, the family says, like, this is important to read the sort of, the headline, that the family says that Mm -hmm. this is what's happening, Right. right? But it's multiple members of the family are all claiming that this woman that is part of this QAnon thing that's going on in Dallas is like fucking drinking bleach and other things. And they go to great lengths too, which I love to mention that Donald Trump said we should use bleach in the human body to beat COVID, which I absolutely love that they quote the entire piece. That that's he, so good. But, but these are people who, you know, there is some, some part of me that knows for sure that there are heads of QAnon that are, they don't believe it. That they 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 are one hundred percent grift. They're in for the grift. Right. They don't give a shit. They don't care about any of that stuff. We know Alex Jones is like QAnon adjacent, but not QAnon, right? right. He believes a lot of the same stuff, but he doesn't like QAnon because he because he can't control it, so he doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. And but the people who can, or at least have some part of it, I think there are some grifters in there that recognize that it's just bullshit. They don't care about it. But there are some people who really believe it. Do they believe so and hard? They believe super hard. Yeah. And this woman's like drinking like industrial cleaner and shit. This is the same According like, to your family, right? Right. And I and the thing is, I believe it because this is the same like miracle mineral solution nonsense that's industrial bleach that they yeah. gave. They were like, oh, it's a cure for autism. You remember yeah. when they were oh, like yeah, touting this shit as a cure for autism sure. and like fucking forcing kids to drink it and have enemas of it and shit? And that's the thing about a lot of these is that they you you find that they that they do. They, they have to believe part of it because they wouldn't be doing it if they were just grifting. Right. You wouldn't be doing, you wouldn't be telling people to do this if they were just grifting. If, if it's harmful, then the grift is, is secondary. You really do believe that this is doing something. Though. Yeah, I, oh, I, absolutely. I think yeah. the people drinking bleach and, 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 and saying you should all, because like, there's no money to be made fucking selling bleach, right? They're not like, yeah. and these guys seem to be doing it themselves. But the fucking Q people are drinking fucking bleach. And I'm just yeah. like, of course you are. When I was, I, I would, when I was in seventh grade, my English teacher was a guy named Mr. Zubro. And Mr. Zubro would teach us different, like, he was like diagramming sentences and like showing you like this is the subject and the predicate and you know, yeah, different yeah, yeah, parts yeah. of speech. And he always wrote the same kinds of sentences. They'd be like, this is Tom. Tom drinks bleach. Tom drinks bleach and is now dead. And then, but it was always these funny stories about stupid fucking people drinking bleach. Cause it was funny to a seventh grader that you shouldn't drink fucking bleach. Right. Here we are in 2021 and grownups are like, woohoo, Clorox me. Well, there's so many, there's so many different, Tom, there's so many different types of other things that aren't bleach, but make people delay treatment. So yeah. they'll, oh, they'll, yeah. they'll do things like, you know, what's if we're talking about all med, there's all those people who they'll drink tinctures of all kinds of weird shit, like walnut oil or whatever. And that, that colloidal silver. Yeah. Oh yeah. And there's Turn some themselves stuff, blue. Well, there's, there's some stuff though. That's just harmless. Right. But the harm is that 
it takes them a long time to realize it's not working. And then they just forego treatment during that time. And that could be time that they could have saved themselves if they would have started real genuine medical treatment. But instead they've, they've gone on this, you know, this tour of wellness and they've fucked themselves. Do they Steve jobs themselves? Like, yeah, yeah, you got cancer. Well, maybe I didn't eat enough vegetables. I need to eat a lemon rind or whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, now you died of cancer. Yeah. No, it's a, but it's it, this type of thing, this, this is, this is very common where the toxic chemicals are common, right? right. Those, those are common. <clears throat> Different types of toxic chemicals all throughout. The colloidal silver is a perfect example, turning yourself blue. That colloidal <laughs> silver stuff. That's that silver solution that fucking that that fucking baker selling exactly right now. Right. Yep. I mean, he's selling it right now. It's a yep. useless. The unless you want to be a Smurf, there's no other use for it. None whatsoever. Unless you're cosplaying a Smurf, that's the only <laughs> thing you can do. And he would be like Papa Smurf because his beard would still be white. He and would he'd be look blue. really fun. Blue. And he'd be blue. He would look. Yeah, fun he'd look blue. great. He'd look great. She'd look like Smurfette because she's got white hair. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Introducing Skeptic on a Stick, the holiday toy for atheists. Skeptic on a Stick teaches our children secular facts, not religious fables. Christmas trees start dying the moment they are separated from their root system. Skeptic on a Stick tells my child the holiday message I want her to hear. Hanukkah is a lesser Jewish holiday that was elevated in importance to compete with Christmas. It's from iflscience.com. Anti-5G pendant banned in the Netherlands because it's made with dangerous radioactive materials. This is exactly what I was talking about, right? You know that the somebody who made this thought it was a real thing because they, if you were just grifting, you would just make a thing that didn't have any of this right. stuff and was inert and useless Yep. if you were just in it for the grift. But these people aren't just in it for the grift. They really think that they're trying to protect people from 5G. 100%. Radioactive. Radioactive shit. All right. Good news is you have terrible cell phone reception. Bad news is you also have cancer. But you can't call for help. So we don't. Wait. Mm. You do glow on Apple Maps now. (laughs) So wherever you move, we'll be able to detect you from the the satellites above. We can see you. Holy shit. Like, these fucking people are like radium girlsing themselves. Yeah, no kidding, right? You know? In order to like, in order to avoid hilariously 5G radiation. Yeah. They are worried about 5G wavelengths doing unpleasant things. Like, they are worried about invisible forces they don't understand and to ward them off they are using invisible forces they also do not understand we know already know are harm right right we know we we already know the other ones aren't we know that 5g in fact is even better than the previous generations because it's a i don't know if shorter or longer i'm not sure which but i remember reading that it essentially it's it's a faster technology so the wavelength is different but it's not, it doesn't penetrate into brick or any of the like walls. And that's why it's hard to, to have like, for example, at the, at the old studio, we had an opportunity to go fully wireless 5g, like, like wireless internet, but it was on the other side of the building. We couldn't get it on our side of the building because the 5g transmitter was on the it was on the south side. Yeah, and that's the point right now. We were on the north side and yep. we could not get it because we were on the opposite side of the building. 
I mean, that tells you that it's a it's a better service than you know other things that that can that can travel and go through brick and other places. They don't even they don't even recognize that. No, they have no idea. They they think five G is. First of all, you don't even understand that five G just means the fifth generation. Yeah, they don't know of a technology. Yeah. They they don't know what any of it is. If you ask them how a fucking cell phone works, they have no fucking idea. And but they're using fucking magic talismans made of fucking Mary Curie's fucking rotting yeah, bones or exactly. whatever. Yeah. Like, the fuck is wrong with these people? It's like a radium paintbrush in there. <laughs> and, you know, there was a time, Cecil, where it could be forgiven, right? Yeah. Where, you know, there was a time in, in, where we didn't know much about radiation and how things worked. Yeah. And like, I remember reading stories about you used to be able to go to the, the, the shoe store. Yeah, and get a And put your biscuit under the thing and like wiggle your toes around and watch it. And like put your shoe on and see how your your foot fit in the shoe. And it was like really cool. And all those people can absolutely be forgiven for the damage that they've done, right? Because we didn't understand. And the mechanism to understand wasn't available and the research wasn't available. Sure. But now it is. Yeah. It's like fucking common knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Don't get irradiated. It's bad for yeah. you. Here's your Chernobyl necklace. Right? It's part of the elephant foot you get to wear <laughs> around your neck. <laughs> I mean, I believe that Christmas, it's, it's, it's almost proven that uh, Christmas has uh, nuclear weapons, can be a, an imminent threat to this country, that um, they have operative ties with terrorists, and I believe that we should sacrifice thousands of American lives uh, in pursuit of this war on Christmas, and uh, hundreds of billions of dollars of taxpayer money. But I'd like to get back to the operational ties between Santa Claus and Al-Qaeda. I don't think that exists. Bob? Well, uh, we have Help intelligence. Me out here. We have intelligence. You, we do, have intelligence you have intel. And where yeah. exactly does your intel come from? Well, we have tortured an elf. I love this story. This story made me so happy to read. This is from WTRF.com. U.S. military has granted zero religious exemptions for COVID vaccines. And I want to read a part of it because they're really doing this, I think, right. Caught in the middle are chaplains who must balance the desire to offer compassionate care and guidance to personnel with the need to explain a complicated process that may well be futile. They also must assess requests from those who may be using religion as an excuse to avoid a vaccine that, while credited with preventing needless deaths, has become politically charged. So many of them come in thinking, if I make the decision and if they make this case that it's a done deal, said this army chaplain with the National Guard, I don't make that decision. And so when they find out, it's kind of a game changer in the sense that they know that the process has to continue. And there's a, another part of it. Further down in the article, um, Sutter and Colonel Larry Bazar, Deputy Director of the National Guard's Joint Chaplain Office, said they tell their chaplains to be impartial as they speak with service members and to follow the process. Meet the member where they are. Let them articulate who they are, how they believe, and how they live out that faith. We're just looking for their articulation of their deeply held beliefs. You're looking for a consistency in how they adhere to those beliefs. And I read that and I thought, that's why you have zero exemptions. Yeah. Because there's nothing in any major religion or yeah. minor religion no, that I've ever seen no. that mentions okay. vaccines. Sure, because they, they had no idea that they were a thing when all these religious texts were written. Right. And so there's just not a, there's not a, a, anything that they can, they can fall back on, you know, in the scripture that says, this is, this is a fucking, this is my deeply held belief. And we saw this happen. It's interesting because there's people now using this to try to get out of service with the, with the National Guard. But we saw that there was several people across the country that talked real big. And there was a study that came out that said people talk really big, but when it come, when 
you know, when the rubber hits the road yep. and they're, they're they finally get, the get called on, they have to go get it. Then they do go get it. Something like, you know, it was under a hundred police officers in New York or something like that out of like thousands of police officers yeah. under a hundred quit the force because of it. And you're like, okay, well under a hundred. All right. Well, military is the same else. thing. It's like one and a half percent, I think is the yeah. number yeah. that they're looking at. About one and a half percent of people are seeking these exemptions and they're, they're not getting them. Yeah. And if they don't get them, they get kicked the fuck out. Either they get kicked out. And they out lose they, a lot of benefits. Either they get kicked <clears throat> out or they or they get the shot. Those right. are your two options. Yeah. If they choose totally just like, I'm not doing it, you get booted the fuck out of the, out of the military and then you lose like your GI Bill and other major benefits. Yeah. It, it's like, and fuck you, you. you. essentially, I mean, you essentially wasted all that time because they don't pay those people very well. Right. You know, it's not like you though. Know, that's a lot of money that they live off of. They don't get a lot of money nope. when they're doing that stuff. So the benefits are why you do it. Right. And suddenly you that's did gone. it for that long. You're like, well, fuck. That's a fucking evaporated. Yeah. The thing is like when you sign up for the military, you sign up to like, you, you sign away your options. You sign yeah. away your choices. And like, Vaccines are a big part of that. They they test vaccines for all kinds of stuff. Yeah. On service members. They always have. That's just part of how that game, like you you sign up yeah. to like yeah, you sign up do to get, dangerous yeah, things. You sign up to get shot at. Right. You sign up to go on like possibly get fucking IED. Right. So I I like I'm 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 absolutely just fucking baffled at how this is the line in the yeah. sand for somebody who joined. Yeah, you know, here's the thing. I will charge a machine gun yeah, turret. You're kidding, right? But I will yeah. not. I'm afraid of it. I get a little weird about yeah. needles. Yeah. I don't want a needle. Like, really? Yeah. I will jump out of an airplane with a gun in my hand and hope for the best. Yeah. But I don't want to get a vaccine that's seven billion doses have yeah. been given out. Right, right. It's it's in it's crazy to me that that there that there's still this much fight in the population, yeah. too, when you see time after time after time. All the people that are not, you know, the people that aren't going to the hospital, those are the people with vaccinations. If they if they do wind up in the hospital, they're not the ones that are dying. Nope. And if if that, I mean, that that data is just there. And it's been talked about. It's not like it's not talked about. I it's know. talked about all Constantly. the time. I don't know how that doesn't move people. This story comes from Human Rights Watch. Saudi Arabia, Yemeni man sentenced for apostasy. This is an interesting story. This guy uh, tweeted some stuff. He thought it was an anonymous Twitter. Yeah, right. Uh, they tracked it down and figured out it's not anonymous anymore. He tweeted some stuff, uh, apostate stuff, and originally they wanted to kill him. Yeah. That was the original sure. yeah, they wanted decision. To kill him. Yeah. It's like, well, fucking kill him. Yeah. And then it got knocked out of one fake fucking religious kangaroo court and into a different religious kangaroo court of nonsense. And now it's only 15 fucking, 15, 15 years, years for tweeting yeah. something that challenges Islamic faith. Yeah, I mean, don't say anything bad about Saudi Arabia or they'll turn you into hamburger though. I right. don't know if you know that. I fucking mean, hell, man. They'll fucking grind you alive or whatever they did to the Jamal Khashoggi. Yep. So, I mean, these are, this, is a, this is a brutal regime. And this this regime takes it out on atheists. They take it out on people who don't think like them. They take it out on women too. They take it out on all Absolutely. kinds of. They take it out. You know, it's a brutal regime. It's just brutal. It's just yep. an awful brutal regime 
that, you know, that we somehow are okay with. And I don't understand why, you know, they make these, and Human Rights Watch calls them out on it. They make these bullshit overtures toward progressive, yeah. toward moving toward more progressive values. And at the same time, they pull this kind yeah. of bullshit yeah. where essentially a thought crime. Yeah. And that's your personal beliefs are just your thoughts. They don't fucking hurt anybody. 15 years for, 15 even years. for blasphemy, you know, yeah. 15 years for that. That's out, that's outrageous. It's insane. And I don't know, man, like, and I genuinely don't know this, but I don't suspect that the conditions in a Saudi Arabian prison are very good. Yeah. And I wonder how many people make it 15 years. No, I mean, it, there are a lot yeah. of prisons where 15 years is a death sentence. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's absolutely disgusting. And they're putting this guy for doing a couple of anonymous tweets. The thing is, is like, who the fuck listens to an anonymous Twitter account? <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, like somehow that anonymous Twitter has some sort of sway on the, like who gives a shit? And, but that's enough to put somebody behind yep. bars in their country for 15 years. The, the you know, almost kill him. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. They were going to kill him. They, they were going to fucking murder this yeah. man for fucking, nobody should be murdered for Twitter. You know what I mean? Like of all the things yeah. that aren't fucking worth a human life, fucking Twitter isn't worth and a how human life. Fragile is your own belief. Yes. That yep. you're so worried about someone else not believing it. Well, this is I I I was reading something interesting about like why why apostasy is such a big deal in Islamic faith tradition. And I mean, some of what I read posits that it comes down to a complete control over the populace. So if their entire law and all of their organizational and fundamental structure is based on Islamic law, and then you say, I don't believe in that, you aren't just saying, I don't yeah, believe. You're saying, you're saying, I'm yeah. throwing away your entire culture. Right. I'm, I am saying, I'm throwing away your legal yeah. system. Well, I'm throwing away your governmental system. Yeah. If it's that intertwined with how they're going to, how they're going to punish you, then you got a point. Right. You know what I mean? You got a point because it's it's intertwined. They have they have specific people that go out, these witch patrols and whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, they morality have cops. Morality and shit. cops. They have they have Islamic police. They have people who who do like like they they charge people with this sort of thing. And then they get, like you say, go to some rando court where they get first get told they're going to die Fuck. and then they go to appeals and like, nah, it's just 15 years of your life when you're 40. So 15 years. that's the rest of it or most of it. Anyway, back to your homes as the first atheist mayor, I am shutting down the church, but it's Christmas. Well, you should have thought of that when I campaigned as the first atheist mayor. Can we at least hear the Christmas chimes? No. In fact, I removed the chimey thingy that makes the chimey noise. So you're screwed. <laughs> Oh, and vote for me in November. This story comes from the Boston Globe, and I saw this a couple other places as well. Democrats should apply Supreme Court's abortion decision to firearms. And what it's referring to is a California initiative that would allow any Californian to sue anyone who manufactures, distributes, or sells an assault weapon or ghost gun kit or parts and recover unlimited damages. <sighs> I have complicated thoughts on this, man. I don't think it's going to work. No? No, well, because you you like like Roe v. Wade is a decision, right? So that's like a decision by the court, but like Second Amendment's like an amendment, man. Like I I, I feel I feel like you're gonna run into some problems. It's gonna be it's gonna go to the maiden thing and they're just gonna be like, Do you see the board? It's on the board. It's right. like right there on the board. <laughs> it's the second one on the board. Yeah. And 
we have already decided that that definition of the Second Amendment means what we have right now. It's what it's what we have yeah. right now, and we've already made that decision. <clears throat> that is clear law. Look at look no further than our own state when we decided to try to do some sorts of gun laws here in our state that got overturned by the Supreme Court. Yeah. No handgun, the handgun ban in, in Chicago was lifted. Right. It's so funny because it's still the talking point on the right because they're so stupid. They don't even realize that they won, that it's <laughs> like literally there I know. is. But they, that handgun ban, that's been lifted. So, you know, you used to have to have a permit in Chicago to have a handgun, a specific Chicago permit to have a handgun. And and for years when I lived there, I didn't own a handgun. Right. I was like, well, I won't own one then. I wouldn't, why would I do that? Because I'm not going to bother. And then when the concealed carry laws came in, they blew that up. It essentially, you, you can't ask somebody to do that. Right. And, and so the laws that we have are the laws that we have. And if you, if you did do something like this, I think immediately they would just be like, especially this court would just tap the sign. Like, uh, yeah. Just annoyingly tap the sign. I, I don't think this, I don't think anything's going to come of it either. And I think, I think anything is going to come of it. I think you make a great point about the amendment. I didn't even think about that, but I also think that the court's, are going to purposely skirt, and I don't know this, but I mean, they keep doing it. I think they're going to purposely skirt the legality of the structural element of the of the law in Texas, yeah. right? So the, the structural element at play that California is trying to say, if you allow this, you must allow that. If the courts don't explicitly rule on that structural element right. around oh, like that's vigilanteism. Too. Yeah, I guess I didn't consider that. Yeah. Then they won't perceive yeah. a, uh, a a presidential yeah. problem in 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 having conflict there yeah. right so it's i and also like i so strongly disagree with the texas structure that creates vigilantes that i don't like using it i mean i understand using it to make a point but i don't like using it on sort of my side of the issue too, you sure. know, of, of it's different like It's issues. two wrongs making a right. Yeah, and I don't, so if the goal is to force the issue to make the Supreme Court examine the structural element of that law, then I support forcing their hand to look at the structural element. I think guns, you make a great point that they could just dismiss this on the amendment dismiss issue it, dismiss and it never address never the structural talk about piece. It. And, and I was trying to think of an analog. Like if you want to get the structural piece looked into what's yeah. the analog on the right that you could bring that could be something like this. And I couldn't think of anything. I can't think of anything either. So if somebody out there knows of something and can think of something, send it to us. Cause I'd be interested to know what, what thing could you use it? I, I don't agree with you. I, I agree with you in the sense that I wouldn't want to use this, this system anyway, because I think it's, it's giving some sort of kudos to the system where it, does, it doesn't deserve. It's a shitty terrible idea. Right. It's weaponizing our civil courts to essentially ban or, or nearly out, nearly outright ban abortion. Right. Uh, and it'll, it'll tie up courts. It'll, it's, it's it sounds it's terrible. It sounds, it sounds like a horror, but I'd be curious to know if anybody thinks that there's a thing out there, something out there that you could then do the exact same thing. And, and the way that abortion uh, the abortion Texas law works is that you can't sue the actual person getting the abortion. You sue the people who facilitate that abortion. Right. So you sue the 
the care providers, the you could even sue someone who drives them like an Uber driver to the to get an abortion. So it, uh, anybody who helps facilitate that abortion is fair game. The person getting it is not. So that's the thing is that we can look at what is it that you can look at? It's not guns. I don't feel like it's guns, but there's yeah. got to be something else that they love that you could feasibly yeah. fuck with, but I don't know. And I would like Child to see porn? that. I don't know. <laughs> it's got to be something that the that the left likes and the right hates. It's got to be a wedge issue. It's got to be something that yeah. has that structural element that isn't protected by an Guns amendment. and abortion and are the only is. two, though. I mean, yeah. like, and that's why they immediately right. went to guns. I know. Because that's the only other wedge issue. Those two major wedge issues keep much of the country voting Republican time and time and again, time again, yeah. even in the face of it, because they're both freedom issues. Yeah. You know, yeah. one freedom to take your rights away and one freedom <laughs> to keep your rights. Well, then why send a letter? I mean, if it's really that important, you should just ask him face to face. Oh, but that's right. No one's ever seen him. Mm, my bad. Come on, Max, let's get out of here. This story comes from The Independent. Madison Cawthorn under fire after calling on fellow conservatives to drop out of college like him. <laughs> Just, I mean, Cecil, it, it, I looked him up on Wikipedia. He went to school for a year. Yeah. He went to, he went to college for one year. And I, I think it shows. <laughs> like what kind of, me- like college isn't for everybody. I'm not saying it is. But what I'm saying is like, we don't want to encourage people to quit hard things. We don't want to encourage people to be less educated. You don't want to encourage people to not get a fucking education in a world that increasingly requires us to be more and more educated to solve the problems that we find ourselves existentially facing. Also, the the, the difficult part about quitting college is college is fucking expensive. Yeah. And when you yeah. walk away from college and you quit college, yep. you have a big bill you have to pay. And you were training to maybe do a job or to have some sort of skill set in that college to get a job that's enough to pay that bill off. But now you're leaving with what you essentially had coming in. Yeah, man. A degree is a zero-sum thing. Yeah. You either have it or you don't. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit if you have three years. I, I kind of like, have a degree. Like, who cares? Right, yeah. So, it, like, if you if, if what you did was you accumulated the debt yeah. and didn't reap the reward. Yeah. Like what the fuck kind of message? But I, I, this is such a crass appeal to ignorance. Yeah. Oh, and 100%. Like, this is a, this is a pandering to a certain base of people who loves the fact that they're like one of the most important and cherished things about some groups of people is that they are an every man. Yeah. That they're not college. They're, exactly. And you know, it's interesting too, because they they always seem to blame college for like sort of a liberal indoctrination. Right. But I will tell you, I went to a I went to a Catholic school. So I I, I went to a Catholic college. And I went to a Catholic college because they offered to pay for a lot of my my education, salary. Yeah. Or my yeah, my salary. They offered to pay for a lot of my education. They offered to pay for essentially pay for me to uh to have a, a price that was a cent, about as much as a public school. Right. Like a state school, but there was 30 people classes. Right. Which is just, it's just better. How it's much just better, better is that? Yeah. Um, and it was in a, it was in an area of Chicago that I liked better and it was easier to get to. And I figured, 
and 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 the people seemed like the 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 things that I did to 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 read up on the college felt like the right choice. They also had a philosophy program I was interested in, so there was all these pluses. And I remember going, and I had plenty of far right teachers. Yeah, I had I had a journalist teacher, a journalism teacher, hundred percent hated Obama. 100% hated Obama, talked about it all the time, talked about how badly Obama was doing in, in the presidency constantly, like constantly in class. But what, they, what, what the people on the right don't understand is that no matter what I'm hearing in the classes, I'm getting a way to see the world in a more broad sense. Mm -hmm. And that, that just by nature makes you more liberal. Yeah. You go to a college and you start seeing things in a broad sense and suddenly you start voting Democrat because you start seeing that, you know, people have it different than you do. It's not just all the same people in the same 10 square mile area yeah. that you grew up and everybody's, you know, the same. Yeah, I mean, read a bunch of books. Yeah understand people's experience understand history and you're like yeah. wow you know i mean like i i have a i have a degree in english literature and you you read a bunch of stories of how people live and how they feel and what they think and if that doesn't create empathy then i don't know how yeah. you read those books yeah. you know if that doesn't yeah. inspire sure. you to understand things about the human condition and that's every education yeah. every education to your point it's I, I go there, I especially a liberal arts education, yeah. especially a liberal arts education. You're going to meet people from all over. You go to any college of any size, you're going to meet people from all over the country, if not all over the, the world. world. Yeah. You know, you're going to be exposed to a host of different ideas. Like that broadens, that yeah. necessarily yeah. broadens. But the, the Republicans are counting on a shrinking. Yeah. And that's what Cawthorn wants. Yeah. Guys like Cawthorn, they want to celebrate the shrinking. Yeah. They want shrinkage. It's he, cold in the pool. He doesn't, it's always cold in his <laughs> pool. He doesn't want people to get smart enough to know that he's bullshitting them. Yeah. I think that's, that's a real, that's, that's a big really, part of it. Yeah. Really the big problem yeah. is that he knows that if he keeps his base unstudied, yeah. they're not going to, they're not going to notice the grift because he's a grifter. He's totally a grifter. Yeah. So for this week, we read chapter 20 yep. of Demon Haunted World, House on Fire. I thought it was going to be different. When I did I saw, too. When I saw the title of it, I thought, yep. oh God, it's going to be about global warming and it's going to be so sad because you're looking into the future thinking, oh my God, you know, we're 20 years past, 25 years past this. Right. And in 25 years, it's been worse than anybody ever thought. Instead, it was about the previous chapter. So the previous chapter that we read was about science education in the United States. And that was, again, produced and, and published by Parade Magazine. Mm -hmm. And he received his letters. Yeah. And the letters, again, he read his hate mail. Yeah. <laughs> some of it. I mean, some of it isn't. Some of it is supportive, but some most of it is supportive. Some of it is not. The kids' ones were hilarious. Oh, my God. The kids' ones were funny. Um, I will say this, though. In comparison, I'm going to sound so old here, but in comparison to like, like the way I read comments on the internet, the way uh -huh. the comments are typed out, these comments from these children in Parade Magazine look like Civil War letters in comparison. <laughs> they are, they're like, my dearest Diana or whatever. <laughs> you know, I mean, seriously, in comparison to nowadays right. with, you know, like, like the way people comment on threads 
it's it's very different than you know they they mess up a couple of things there and there they yeah. they misspell it but i mean goodness the the spelling i mean spelling spelling today even when you have like an autocorrect or you know there's a squiggly line under the thing you're right. typing and you still don't you know correct it's it it's possibly insane but but the the chapter itself is basically is hate mail um and his and some some other messages and it's it's talking about how do we how do we keep this sort of this this fire burning in children to keep them uh, wanting to study science, making science interesting, making learning interesting, and then he talks at the very last piece of this chapter is about uh, a couple of women who basically create a science center uh, with funding in uh, in Ithaca, New York, where he lives, yep. and he talks about their sort of ground up building of this science center that is an amazing science center. And he, and he, and he spends some time talking about how these types of things, these science centers where kids can actually get their hands dirty and touch things and fiddle around are really, they're integral to child, to children loving science. I'm curious if you felt called out as a city by that chapter. Cause I did, because one of the things that he mentions is too many science museums look like an advertisement for yeah. energy industries. Yeah, right, yeah. And I laughed yeah. because up until relatively recently, and I think it's gotten better, but man, when we were kids, oh, the God. Museum of Science and Industry here in Chicago was the most like just crassly sponsored, yeah. hands-on commercial yeah. to sell people the fucking joy of coal. Absolutely, right, 100%. It was the worst. It Literally was like a coal mine going yeah. down into the ground. There's yeah. a coal mine you can visit in the science and industry. I, it is, I've been there not that long ago, maybe five years ago. And it's so much better than it was, yeah. there was, like, a, there when was when I was a kid, but last, it was a fucking horror. In the, the last 90s. time I went, uh, I, I used to go there every year to see the Christmas exhibit because they do Christmas oh, around the world. That's and so cool. they have a bunch of different trees that are probably not trees that people put up but they they make a tree for every country and so you That's walk cool. around and you look at all that. and so it's it's a cool little thing to walk around and just see a bunch of christmas trees yeah. and i like christmas i'm a i'm a fucking avid christmas schmuck i love christmas i love all things christmas so for me it was a lot of fun to do every year and i got a chance to walk around there and after you see that exhibit there's other things to see and they had a global warming exhibit the last time I was yeah. there. They had an ice sheet melting exhibit. You know what I mean? Like, so there is some... I think it's gotten way better. It's gotten better. It's gotten way better. But back when I was a kid, it was just like, oh. hey, kids, want some coal? I know, man. It was Here, like... eat some coal. Dude, it was like, yeah. join the Navy. Yeah. Here's yeah. a boat. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, then, sub like, the submarine. <laughs> submarine. Yeah. They had, they had a big submarine you could go into, and that was just like an advertisement for the military. Then they had like a bunch of coal and coal related products. They were like, and they had like signs like Exxon coal, like yep, all over. All it was like branded. It was yeah. the crassest fucking it thing. Was. And he calls that shit out. Yeah. And I was glad. And even though I felt called out for my childhood in that moment in my sure. city, like I remember, I remember as a, as a late teens, early twenties going to the museum of science history and thinking that sure. like, Fuck, man, I'm I'm in a commercial. Yeah. And I've been in a commercial my whole fucking life and I didn't know it. Yeah. And there's a difference between using museums or schools to indoctrinate kids and using those museums and schools to give kids that sense of wonder yeah. and the tools to to manipulate um what they need to manipulate in order to feel like like a part of something and like they can 
engage and interact. Yeah. And th- those two things are light years apart. And I read that Ithaca example, and I will admit, I thought, man, that's a great fucking story. But it is a story of such a privileged neighborhood. Sure. You know, where you can go to the citizens and they can donate money of their own because they have local monies. And I thought, man, how much do we need that in the west side of Chicago yeah. and in Philly and in like, yeah. you know, the in Compton the, in the, and like, in the you know, rural America. In yes. Rural yeah, America, that too. Yeah. And in, in the, yeah, I, I feel like every time I've ever gone to some of those things, especially in, in Chicago, they were like busted too. So like, yeah, it, I know, it, wouldn't they're always- it wouldn't work. So imagine a kid, yeah. you get dragged to a museum in a, in a, as, as a field trip. And now you're at this place where nothing is working. Yeah. And you know, like, like those types of things, if it's not bright and beautiful and interesting, you're going to lose those kids. They're yep. going to have a bad memory of that day. You know what I mean? I just came back from uh, a science museum in Boston. Boston is a science museum. And it was a cool museum. It was really neat. Yeah. They have these, they have these, and he, he Carl mentions this IMAX in the, specifically, because yeah. IMAX was a newish technology back then. And they had this IMAX, like 180 degree screen that comes around Dude, cool. and you have to lean back and look at it. And it was uh, underground caves and the stuff that's in those caves. And, you know, they're, they're, they're basically measuring stalactites to figure out, you know, global warming and whatnot. And, and this woman like literally dives in these caves. She's a climate scientist, but she dives in these caves, these like oh, tight shit. ass caves with scuba gear to get underneath and into this area where she can pull pieces of stalagmites or stalactites off the top to try to take them out. And then she analyzes them and she has to hire like professional divers, but it was a beautiful thing to watch. Like it was right. just gorgeous. You, you're immersed. You're a hundred percent immersed in this, in this like new reality. And that's just one thing that I saw. They had multiple showings. So it's, it's a lot of the sort of, instead of a boring film strip thing, you get a chance to really see some high pr- production value science films. Right. And then you get, you know, you walk around throughout the entire place and there's all these different, you know, like cutaway sections and all kinds of stuff to like look at and stuff to touch. They had an electricity, this electricity thing they had there at the science museum was really intense. There was things that you could do like spin things to make, you know, electricity appear. There was certain things that you could touch. You could hear electricity if you if you waited for something to charge and oh, then you press cool. it you could hear the snap of it and so like there's a lot of like you know just like how church gets you to come back using all yeah, the five multi-sensory senses they're shit. doing multi-sensory stuff to get you to realize this is some cool learning opportunities happening here and then they had like study rooms and all kind it was a really cool place in yeah. Boston it's the only time I only was only there for like 3 hours but it's a really cool place and something i think a lot of people could model to make that science feel more interesting to, to students. And, you know, there's some comments in here where they're talking about, you know, you can see that there's parents that were pushing back on science education, yeah. and how useful science education is pushing back. And you're hearing, even back then you were hearing that Christian right stuff. Yep. The anti-science yeah, Christian absolutely. right. Yep. And, and the teachers that were writing were really like, bemoaning the whole issue. They're just like, God, fucking, we're out here trying. Yeah. But holy shit. And how, if you're a teacher trying to teach science and the community is not supportive of that effort. Yeah. Because we haven't done a good job culturally of explaining that science is not 
it's it's the same reason like you teach history wrong. Like don't teach it as a series of shit to memorize. Yeah. Teach it as a museum. It is an experience. It is the world around us. It is yeah. the reason this microphone works and that airplane flies and all. Like if we can't grab kids that way, then by the time they make it to that teacher, they're yeah. lost. Their yeah. job is is a thousandfold harder. Yeah. It was interesting though to see the reactions to this because the reactions are sort of they're a mosquito and amber. 25 yeah, years ago. Right. And you get a chance to see these reactions. And it's interesting to see how how closely they're still related to a lot of the same beef that many people still have, especially in the religious side with science. Yeah, it's a good point. You know, because like those kids that were like poo-pooing site wrote in and were like, that's all bullshit. Doesn't matter. They're now grown up and in charge and yeah. not getting vaccinated. Yeah. You know? hundred percent. hundred percent. So next week, join us. Chapter 21, Cogdis Book Club, Demon Haunted World. Tom is reading the Demon Haunted World chapter by chapter for patrons, uh, releasing it every week. And then uh, you can also just go buy this book. It's also available on Audible. There's plenty of ways to read this book along with us. Uh, we want to try uh, to read this great work that people have considered one of the best works of critical thinking and science in a long time. Uh, so come join us and come join us to, to read this book with us. So we want to thank our patrons. Of course, we want to thank all our patrons. We want to thank our newest patrons, Kat, Jen H, the law you must obey or for crimes you shall pay unless <laughs> your last name rhymes with dump, but hopefully not under Biden, question mark. <laughs> That's your name. Jen H. I'm going to go with Jen, Jen H. H. Melissa, Mike, when I read instruction manuals, it's in Tom's voice. Thank you for that. Seriously, try it. It works great. And people who up their pledges, Lisa and Z Wisnot. So thank you all very much for your generous donations. We really do truly appreciate it. We want to let people know that we appeared on the Left at the Valley podcast. We recorded it last week. They're after, such fun. They are such fun. And it was after we recorded the stream. So we were kind of punch drunk. And uh, we had a lot of fun just laughing and kidding around with them. We'll put a link on this week's show notes for that particular episode. So you can listen to it um, and you can check it out. This is episode 608. So you can find the link there if you go to our website and uh, and listen to and check out the show notes for this particular episode. We got a little bit of email we want to cover here. We got a great image. This is oh. from Aaron. It's about Christmas and it really is the spirit of giving. This, <laughs> I'm telling you. This it, image it, is fucking Fucking amazing, this image. You have to check it out on this week's show notes. Uh, we got a message. Um, this is from Nick, and Nick says, uh, so he find, he he searched for our, our book. He said, yeah. oh my gosh, you guys have a book. And so he searched for it, and he couldn't find it because it's not out yet. It's not out yet, guys. It's not out yet. It won't be out until January. Um, the, the title is going to be The Grand Unified Theory of Bullshit, but it turns out that it's not actually printed yet. So it's not able, it's not available on demand, and it's not also available on Kindle. And Tom is going to read it. I am indeed. We are going to have it on our website as a download. We're going to have people pay us for it. We were going to go through Audible, but we decided instead we were just going to sell it as an audiobook version. Since we do audio all the time, we can do and master all the audio yep. ourselves. So we're just going to sell that audiobook version on our website. Uh, we're still not quite sure how that's going to work. We will get back to you with more details when we know them. But, Ian, yeah. uh, you're editing. Yeah. You're supposed to figure that part <laughs> you need out. To figure so that just, part out. That's a little reminder. Just let us know how you it's going to work because we're, we're kind of not sure. Anyway, 
got a message from Cheryl and Cheryl said, just want to let you guys know that they, uh, they stopped that. Uh, we talked a couple weeks ago about uh, unanimous verdicts and trials. It looks like for serious crimes, they have to be unanimous. Now they was two States, but now it's uh, since April of last year or what is now, I guess, this year, early this still, year, yeah. still this year. Cause I'm still, we're, we're not, this will release before new year's. Yeah. So yeah. So this year, April of 21 is when that got changed. So it was recent, very recent when yeah. that got changed. And that's a fact check for me. Cause I think I brought that topic yeah. up. So yeah. I, I was aware that a couple of States didn't require it. I wasn't unaware of the they April it. Supreme court. Decision. They changed. So yeah, yeah. Thank you for that correction. Fucking good. By yeah, the way. Good. Oh, good. Jesus. Jesus. Could you imagine? <clears throat> get like fucking some, it's like a fucking half of them or something. Right. Like, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, we got a message from Richard and he said, uh, I know you guys are interested in maybe going to the large Hadron Collider. Uh, but did you know that there's a couple of, uh, of large, this one's a synchrotron and, and called the advanced photon source at Argonne national laboratory here, which is by Chicago. There's also Fermi lab nearby. Yep. Either one would be a fun place to tour just to see. Did you ever go to one for school? No. I went to Fermi Lab at a field trip for school, and I don't remember it at all. I just remember that I went, actually. That's all I remember of it. But I don't even remember. I don't even, to be honest, I don't even know what kind of work they yeah, do. Yeah, I don't either. And that's the thing is like, I'd love to learn about yeah. what they're doing. It's probably so, like, like deep physics like that is probably so far above what you could sort of just probably quickly tell someone. Absolutely. I, I wonder if yeah. there's anything that they could even tell me that they're doing that would be that I would be able to grasp. They, they would have to dumb it down to a point where they're just like 30,000 feet and in their mind, they're just like, we do yeah. so much more than what yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah, it's just, it's right? so much, so much different. It's like showing up to a, like, like a, you know, a, a kitchen for a world famous chef and they're just like, yeah, we make food. Yeah, we just do food here. You're We're right, food you're right. Place. I bet you they're probably right. We assemble ingredients and use heat to create food for a meal experience. And you're yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah. I understand I that. I know food. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> I I love physics shows like on TV, like especially astrophysics. I'll watch almost anything if it's astrophysics based. If there's anything at all about the universe, about and anything whatsoever about planetary planets yeah. or stars or anything, I'll watch it. I love it. I, I just I devour it. I love it. Um, and I also like physics. I also like learning about physics. I just don't know that I like have a very deep understanding of it at all. Even no matter, I, I, I might have watched a thousand hours of stuff on, you know, astrophysics. It just, yeah. it just, I just don't think I have a, still have a deep understanding of it um, to the extent that I could understand probably what they're doing there. You know, I know I couldn't, I took physics in college, a couple of classes. I yeah. took three physics classes in college, um, but there's no way I'd understand it. Yeah. It's like, like that shit skims the top of the first level of yeah. the surface. Under any undergrad That's class that. is really just a they're just introduction That's to an the thought of introducing yeah. things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Tom, we want, we didn't talk about Ugh. this on the show, but somebody's we got an actually got a message. I kind of wish we could have got this person. It came to us too late. There was a media contact that they sent out. Karen at the Satanic Temple. This sent is us so this, great. The media contact, and I guess they're from the Satanic Temple, um, uh, which is I guess in Salem, and they had so at our our Capitol Rotunda has these. Uh, has like a display of, you know, like a fucking a manger, manger or whatever. whatever. And they sent their fucking goat baby manger out <laughs> it's here. It's so great. And it's the fucking best, oh. man. The goat baby manger. You have to look this up. It's fucking terrifying. <laughs> it's so it amazing. Is, uh, it's the best. It's so amazing. It is, it is amazing. It is such a fucking slap in the face 
to people who want to push their religion down your throats. It's fucking beautiful, man. I really wish we could have reached out to this person before. You know what? We might actually be able to reach out to him afterwards and talk to him. We could. I we still could. I think we probably can. We'll see if we can maybe make this work. But this is from like Lucian Greaves' desk or whatever. But right. the person that they're saying, the media contact is a person named Karen. So maybe we'll reach out to her and see if we can maybe get them on the show. Because I would love to talk about this fucking goat baby. I it's know. my fucking, it's so num num. It's amazing. It's And it's God. right here in town. Oh, it's so amazing. It's right here in yeah, Illinois. It's in Illinois. They did the holding of the hands. They did a circle around it. They did like a ring around oh, the rosy of the fucking goat it's baby. so great. The, it's fucking this thing, outstanding. You guys, Look at a picture of this it's fucking thing. Fucking so creepy. It's so and it's in our rotunda right now in it's Springfield. Like, it's like fucking Pan's Labyrinth. It is so it's scary terrifying. looking. I love it. Oh, I love it. We got a message, uh, a couple messages talking about the book, and they said they're going to need to pre-order a physical cop copy. And yes, uh, we were going to be doing physical copies that we were going to sign, but we're not sure how that's going to work. We'll keep you all informed. We are going to do some signed copies for anybody who wants them. So we'll put a pre-order up for that once the book is sort of at Amazon and it's getting right. ready to be published because we have to order it from them because we're not ordering sets of books and then sending them out. Amazon's going to do all that work for us. We're just going to order, we'll order several to get shipped to us and then we'll sign them and ship them to you. So, uh, so, but we will, we'll do that in the future and we'll let you know what that, what that looks like and how that's going to work itself out. And if you don't want that, you can mail us your Kindle and I will sign yeah, with a Sharpie absolutely. your Kindle. I will grind in there with a grinder <laughs> so you can't read anything ever again. Uh, I got a correction last week. Uh, Michael sent in a message and said that Santa is not red due to Coca-Cola marketing. Uh, I had said that very quickly as an aside on our show when we were quoting the bishop. Uh, I had said something like, he's not wrong. Uh, but it looks like uh, that he was just publicized, but he was already red. It was red for years before Coca-Cola ever. Right. And he was also a popular figure in many cultures before Coca-Cola ever used him in advertising. I read the Snopes that you sent along. So it looks like it basically debunks a lot of things about Santa. Yeah. The next thing you're going to tell me is that polar bears don't drink Coca-Cola. Yeah. Now that's fucking... That's ridiculous. Blasphemy. You should have a goat baby. <laughs> that drinks Coca-Cola. I love it so much. So that is going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, we know you guys all was before Christmas for us. It's before Christmas. So we want to wish you guys a Merry Christmas. We know it's going to be your, most of you are going to be listening to this after Christmas or on Christmas. If it gets mixed, I don't know if Mian's going to mix it on Christmas. So you might actually get it the day after Christmas, which would be Sunday. Most patrons would, and then Monday for the wide release. release. So we want to thank everybody for listening for a year and Merry Christmas to everybody. Wish everybody Merry Christmas. And, uh, and we hope you guys have a wonderful holiday. Um, we are going to, of course, be doing our live stream. We did our live stream this week, which was the day before Christmas Eve. And we'll be doing our live stream next week, the day before New Year's Eve. So come and join us at 9 p.m. Central. Um, we had a lot of fun uh, this week. We did an Alex Jones. We watched people, uh, right-wing people dance and try to do comedy and try to sing. And so, I mean, I'm sure that that's pretty amazing. Right? It people wanna bonkers. want to check that out. So, um, so please come join us for our streams. We have a lot of fun and, and I think you guys will too. Uh, anywhere you can find the stream, you can find the stream on YouTube, on Twitch, and on Facebook. 9 p.m. Central is when we go on. That is going to wrap it up for this week. We're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead, pan sales pitch, late night info docutainment. 
Leo Pisces, Cancer Cures, Detox, Reflex, Foot Massage, Death and Towers, Tarot Cars, Psychic Healing, Crystal Balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, Aliens, Churches, Mosques and Synagogues, Temples, Dragons, Giant Worms, Atlantis, Dolphins, Truthers, Birthers, Witches, Wizards, Vaccine Nuts, Shaman Healers, Evangelists, Conspiracy, Doublespeak, Stigmata, Nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.